2: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special live edition of the Dogs Podcast. Coming to you late night uh, here on the East Coast, just about 9 p.m. Uh, hopefully, we caught you guys uh, at home, kind of chilling, nothing to do. Friday night, hang out with the dogs, talking about the Browns. Um, we're excited to be here with you. We love doing these lives. Uh, it's just the three of us right now. Justin's a uh, being dad tonight while his wife's at work, and he's, he's having some struggles putting the kids down. So we got his placeholder in here. Um, hopefully he can jump in with us at some point tonight, but if not, We'll, uh, we'll carry
4: it for him, but the- hopefully Justin needs to jump in at some point. I just got to tell everybody, the, who, if you're in here right now, the be- the best text message so far getting ready for the show tonight was, everybody's kind of like, yeah, we're good, we're good. Justin said, well, I got one kid down, the other just came out riding a pony. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're like, eh, I don't know if Justin's going to make it. <laughs> and
3: if you know Justin's children, you're not surprised that she's the one who came out riding on a <laughs> unicorn or whatever it was.
4: I, uh, it's like a little crazy. looks like, uh, Aiden Zapata. Welcome to the YouTube dog pack. Awesome. I would have beat. That's awesome. Uh, we, uh, we haven't, uh, we haven't really promoted the
3: YouTube members in a little while. So I appreciate you guys joining in that. Uh, while we're kind of like waiting for the lobby to fill up a little bit, uh, remember if you want to get your intros on the show, you can head to the dogspodcast.com, podcast.com tap, leave voice and be on the drop down menu. Um, Obviously, tonight we're going to talk about yesterday's game, the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think it's mostly good and maybe just a little bit of ugly, not really any bad. But um, Before we jump into that, though, give Justin a little bit more time. Hopefully, uh, you know, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, please do so. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the shows, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page uh fantasy football the leagues are filling up fast i know we had a couple people join um i'm not sure how many spots are officially open now i think on the last episode we put out we said there were seven spots um and i know i'll probably tell i could tell you live but just not yet i I gotta pull it up (laughs) keep going keep going okay so he why he's looking at that up you if you want to play fantasy football with us this year, make sure you get in. I believe this Sunday is the cutoff. Yes. Um, and so you got a couple more days to, to get signed up, get into the dog pack, and uh, and then sign up for the the fantasy league. It's a ton of fun. Right now we're going to have four leagues, plus Josh already has a dynasty league going on with some of the diehard members. Uh, you get access to the private Discord, which seems to be a hit for everybody. You get um, the extra episode every week, the dog pack uh, or the dog pack pack after hours episode the after hours episodes are a ton of fun they're a little bit more laid back loosey-goosey um got real silly this last one Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they're a little bit more adult uh so maybe don't listen to the after hours at work um we just kind of get into a little bit of everything on there so if you want to hang out with us more you want to you want some extra content and you want to play fantasy football just hang out with browns fans from all over Join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. And then, at, and then as Aiden did at the beginning of the episode, if you want to support the show for as little as 99 cents a month, you can become a YouTube supporter. It's only, you know, it's less than $12 a year for you, but it goes a long way for us to just help us keep up in the ante on the show. So if you want to support the show, you don't want to spend a ton of money, every little bit helps, uh, you can become a YouTube member uh, for as little as 99 cents a month. And we appreciate every kind of member we get. Um, we wouldn't do the show if it wasn't for you guys. So we appreciate you
4: guys being here. Um, listen, real quick, fantasy's at 43. So we're trying to, if we can get to 48, that would be great. And heck, if we can hit 50, we'll do five 10-man leagues. So we've got a couple days. Get signed up if you guys want to play fantasy. So we had Devonta Travis, who is the newest Dog Pack member. He just signed up, I think, yesterday to play fantasy football with us and be in the Dog Pack get to meet everybody. He's been a long time interactor on YouTube yeah. with us. He's been constantly in the comments. We've had some great dialogue, great conversations about the Browns and he decided, okay, I'm going to join the dog pack. So we're, we're pumped to have him in there with us. Uh, it
3: was nice. Katie's able to join us. Katie's dog pack member all the way on. California. I'm glad we were able to do this at a good time for you for once. Normally we were doing live since she's still at work that West Coast life. Jackson uh, yeah. <laughs> says I'm a, somewhat of a presenter myself. If you've watched the After Hours episode this week, you'll understand that. It was very funny. Uh, you'll probably
5: just end your membership right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess we've given, it's it's past
3: nine o'clock deadline. We'll, you know, hopefully Justin gets to jump in here at some point. Hopefully the, uh, the chat fills up here, but I think we should just kind of go ahead and, get into last night's game um i think the first thing we should start with just to get it out of the way i i'm gonna be completely honest i didn't watch the whole game i watched three quarters and as it was getting ready to go into the fourth and it was all, all like you know Mond was in and stuff like that i was like i kind of want to play some video games uh, i'm not gonna miss anything much here i'm gonna turn this game off and then you know, at the time, I was feeling pretty good about our kicking situation. I was like, hey, he bounce back, three for three, only to find out right before I go to bed that he had the chance to win the game twice and and missed both of them. And it's just – and I've been, I've been a guy out here preaching patience for Katie York. I mean, that's kind of been my thing, saying he's got a big leg, he's a young kid, the Browns have gotten rid of kickers a season early – you know before and they go on to have really good careers somewhere else um i was like let's be patient with this kid he's got a ton of talent and a huge leg but man i don't know how i don't know how patient we can be because even his makes don't look good no you know, it's like it's not coming off his foot right i don't know what is going on yeah.
4: but it is it's worrisome i posted yeah. a compilation video on twitter today from our account showing each of his kicks from last night and every single one i said even the ones that he makes they come off his foot and they go right left right and they just when he kicks it it instantly it's like he missed it and then somehow it like works its way into the through the goal post and it's like okay cool he made that one and then when he misses he just they're never straight they're never up and in and i just it doesn't look right none of his kicks look right
3: no, I I don't, and I heard I I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard something that he would had made. He had only missed one in camp so far this year. Like he's like fifty nine of sixty or something in practice. Well, I don't I don't know if it's verified. I just I, I saw that somewhere online today, and it's and we we talked about it a little bit. Like obviously he's kicking off a tee sometimes in practice, but there's still. They're definitely doing live kicks, and Kevin Stefanski said that they've tried to put him in pressure situations in practice, like as much as you can, for it being practice. Um, but it's hard to feel pressure in practice when there's not another kicker on the roster. How much pressure could there be? You
4: know, like even if I have the worst day of practice ever, I'm still going to be the kicker tomorrow, and there's no we score. There, it's not a game in practice, right? So you're right. There's no pressure.
3: Yeah, I mean you can try to simulate pressure, but you can't you can't really simulate pressure, especially in Berea. You know, they're not even in the stadium. They you know, you can't they can play music there, but um I d I don't know, like I've really been on the train of being patient with them and stuff, but I think I'm not screaming cut the kid, but at the very worst right now, the very least, you gotta bring in somebody else to at least either push them. Or if they, you bring in somebody else and they're just making everything, then I mean you got to do. I know you don't want to admit already that you whiffed on the draft pick, and I, I'm at the point I don't even need anybody with a huge leg. I just want somebody who, between forty to fifty yards, is going to make most of them. Because right now, it doesn't matter that Kid York has a huge leg because he doesn't make he doesn't make the short ones.
4: So one thing you just said there, though, that so. You said it doesn't matter if, if the other guy comes in to push him and he's making everything. Well, if he's making everything in practice, what's the difference? So is Cade York, allegedly. I'm making everything in practice. So it's it's so tough to evaluate. I mean, you've got one preseason game left. Are you going to bring in another kicker and say, okay, you're kicking every field goal tonight. Let's see if you can make them, or do we just keep rolling with Cade? The, the problem is when he gets into the game, he, there's no consistency. He's 3 of 6 in the preseason for just 50%, and actually he's 3 of 7 because... Like you said last night, he had a chance, and watching the game was so frustrating because he lines up, kicks the ball, and let's see, the first kick, I believe, was the push right. I believe he pushed it right. And yeah. then, okay, and there was a penalty on yeah. the, the defense. So, it was like, oh, sweet. A we, BS penalty, by the Yeah, way. and it was like, what great, we get a second chance because even like when he kicked it, you could just tell he was like just defeated. The, the body language, he looked so down on himself and is like, we get another opportunity. They screwed up. We get five extra yards closer. That's awesome. And then he pushes forty-one field yard field goal. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. It's it's forty-one yards in the
3: NFL. I mean, Can't and good it. weather. So what what's ahead, what's the extra
4: know. point? Thirty-five. Yeah, because they came from the fifteen, so it's 20, 32. Okay, so it's not that much. They came different. from the fifteen, right? Yeah, it's something like that.
3: So fifteen and ten is twenty-five plus seven for the. Uh, the
4: snap, it the out. snap. So it's it's a thirty-two yard field goal now. Yeah, it it just yeah for him to line up and then miss it the other direction, even closer, you know, right there. Because I and I saw another post on Twitter day the Browns should be three and zero in the preseason. But yeah, which I mean we're not the Ravens, so I don't care if we win or lose them. But but this is going to translate into the season. That's what correct. I'm worried about. The picking game is. For well, sure, more. If anything. we can't win close games due to kicking, I mean, our record is going to reflect that poorly. Um, uh, I mean, I'm just
5: wondering if there's any other factor at all, like um, or like second and third string special teams being out there and and letting pressure get to him faster than the first string would, or literally anything. Because I want to like this guy. And I told Josh before we started recording, he's going to have a really good career somewhere if we cut him. Everything <laughs> knows that. Yep. The, uh, this, this, I, I'm not on, on board with cutting. We've all talked about Zane Gonzalez, and we keep cutting these guys that don't do well, and then they do well somewhere else. The, the issue is we don't have time for patience, really. We need a good kicker now. It's right. Especially the beginning of the season is the toughest
3: part of our schedule. Um, those are going to be grinded out close games um, speaking of Zane Gonzalez he's one of the kickers that's available
5: <laughs> a, uh, man. Yeah. I, I would bring in I mean I don't know if they'll do this I would bring in a kicker I think Josh just brought this up for the final preseason game and just let him kick all the field goals and see if we can light a little bit of a fire under uh, Kate York because that he needs something, he needs something to push
4: it. But that does, let it that doesn't work either. You let another kicker kick all the field goals just to light a fire under Cade, and then are you still rolling in the season with Cade and still not knowing if he can do it?
5: Well, not if if the guy hits, you know, from 30, 40 and fifty, then maybe you don't. I. But
4: it, that's the problem. Me, We're running out of time, and the Browns just don't seem concerned about it, which is that's concerning to me.
3: So, I mean they're not going to seem concerned in the media. True. You know what I mean? Like I, I would, I wouldn't want Stefanski or Andrew to come to the party and being like,
4: "Well, no, that's not what I mean." Ugh. So, like, Katie just posted in here. Kevin Stefanski said, "Not worried about K. We're rolling with him. We're not bringing anybody else in." Yeah, that worries me that you don't even think you need to bring somebody in. It worries me that they're not switching up the holder to see if something else fixes the problem. Like, I don't, I don't think that is like not, not the trying. trying to this. Oh, and and here's the
3: thing too: is you can say you're not looking to bring anybody else in. That doesn't mean they're not looking.
4: Well, okay. That's a, that's a fair point.
3: You know what I mean? Like people you, you'll say, we're not trading this guy. Then you find out the next day they traded him. So that, that to me, that's just kind of like GM coach talk. I don't think that they're going to bring anybody else in. It tells me that they kind of think it's mental and they're kind of like, we just need to get behind this kid and show support um, and like help him get over the hump. That's, I don't know. That's the way I'm kind of taking it. Um, it, we had a Phillies fan comment on one of our Twitter things today that said maybe we just need to cheer him like for a like standing ovation for like anytime he touches the field. They did that with it. It's been like it was either last year or the year before that they had a player who was really struggling or something like that. And then instead of booing him, I'm pretty sure like every time he came to the play, any time the ball, they just like went wild for him in the crowd. And it like turned around their season. Well,
4: so, I'm you, all on board for that. Let's try.
3: Yeah, so maybe maybe we just need to just like pump this kid up. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to push the pride button and sometimes you
4: got to, you know, lift him up a little bit. And maybe we just need to kind of like, I don't know, or well, maybe he just needs a pick-me-up. We'll be at training camp on Sunday, so maybe we'll get that started. Let's just, every time he even gets on the field or gets lined up to kick, let's just go wild and get everybody around us to go wild.
3: I'm just going to go up. I'm just going to run on the field and give him an attaboy maybe i'll cup it a little bit oh geez <laughs> um what do you guys think uh dr claw 77 says what's up Browns fan? what's up man thanks for being here on a, a friday night yeah. uh you get there's a lot of high school football has started you know for young folk there's the bars i don't remember what those are like uh <laughs> you know for us old people there's a lot of things you guys could be doing on a friday night instead you're hanging out with us we appreciate that Um, so that, I I think in my opinion, that was most of the negative. Uh, the only other negative thing I can really think about off the top of my head is the John Kelly fumble Mm -hmm. on the first drive. Yep. I remember I was in, I really, I like John Kelly. And ever since Tom Mitchell talked to us about how, how good he thinks he is and stuff, I've really been on like kind of pulling for him, but watching the game last night I thought to myself, I thought Felton has – I thought he separated himself a little bit last night. I thought Felton took a little bit of a lead in the running back three department. Not just the fumble. I just thought Felton just looked more explosive with the ball.
5: The, the, that's kinda, that was kind of my takeaway. Uh, uh, my, my, initial, my initial thought with the fumble was um, even without that fumble, I still think Felton's running back number three right now. So that's your fourth string running back fumbling in the preseason. Um so it sucks for him, but it's not like it's not like the Browns are in trouble because of it. No, no, I agree.
3: I just I was just thinking in terms of position battles. And even even if John Kelly didn't fumble on that play, I still thought Felton just has
4: looked like the more explosive running back so far this preseason. I agree with you. I think Felton looked Really good last night again. I uh, I was impressed. And you know, they we we didn't really talk about this at all, I don't think, this past week, but the Browns did sign Jordan Wilkins. Uh played with the Colts the last two seasons, I believe. Uh he's like 29, he's been in the league for like five years, never been a big time running back or anything like that. Bounced around a little bit, but I thought he had a little pop last night. He had a little little juice, nothing crazy. Um, I thought Hassan Hall looked like he had a little juice at times. But overall, Felton was definitely the guy that when we needed a first down and it was you know third and four, third and three, and the handoff to Felton, he got it. He picking him up. I think he's he's been shifty, and you know like he, he can put a move on somebody.
3: He's making the first guy miss. But I feel like he's up to running hard. Yeah, like he, he he looks he looks fast. He looks strong, and he looks shifty. But I also feel like he he just looks like he's running with a sense of purpose um i really think the move to just making him a running back this year has paid huge dividends for him like he's he just seems more comfortable more at ease in the offense um which is good because we were excited when we drafted him you know we thought there's a chance he could be a steal and then you know he's kind of been a bubble guy the last two years they you know at least this last year coming into this year and i really i think he's i think he's kind of pushed out kelly like if i had to pick right now the 53 i would say he's gonna be running back three
4: yeah me too here real quick before we go on Browns fans that are here in ohio with us we've got an unbeatable nfl preseason offer for you from caesar sportsbook new customers get your first bet insured up to one thousand two hundred fifty dollars by using our code dogs full when signing up all one word not only will your first bet be completely insured you'll also be directly supporting our podcast so if you haven't already joined the Caesar Sportsbook community, now's the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code DOGSFOOL, uh during sign-up and place your first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If your loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for, for the full terms of the offer. Okay, on to the next topic. Well, I've seen...
3: Uh uh, first of all, welcome Jim Kogar. Hopefully, i was saying that right. He's been commenting a lot yes. on YouTube. Yep. Uh, so we appreciate you being here in the live with us. And he, I, I feel like we got to talk about this guy. Sure, let do it. We had to talk about him sometime. Yeah. He says Austin Watkins has been a major find. That's talk about the understatement of the century. Yeah.
4: I mean, it's where did this guy come from? I, I don't even, I don't even know where to go to school. He went to. Oh my gosh! I just had this up. Was it? Um. Wow. Like I'm usually pretty good at this kind of stuff, but the guy is just literally come out of nowhere. UAB. UAB. Yeah, I mean, that explains why I didn't know where he was out of school. UAB, but if I remember correctly, I I believe he was touted as like a mid-round talent receiver coming out of the draft, like maybe like a third-round pick type of guy. Um, And then I don't know if it was injuries. I can't remember what it was. Something caused him to fall through the draft, kind of like that Sean Tucker... Uh, who ended up signing? The running back signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. You know, Watkins fell through the draft, didn't get picked, and then he signed with uh, the Niners as a UDFA. But I th- what was he on Tampa Bay's practice squad last year? I think too. And now, man, I tell you what—if this, it, there's no—he's not going to be a practice squad guy.
3: No, like a lot of people are saying. Hopefully, he can. Ma- hopefully, he'll make it to our practice squad. If we, he will not clear waivers. No, nope. there's no way. Nope. So you have a kid. You have a way better chance of Schwartz clearing waivers or even David Bell clearing waivers. This guy, he literally leads the league right now in the preseason in receptions, uh, yards, and touchdowns.
4: Yeah. And he only, he didn't even play the whole, how many quarters did he play in the first game, the Hall of Fame game? He didn't start. No.
3: So, yeah. I know he played a lot in the second half. Yeah. You know what I mean? So th- this guy, he's put a lot. Um, I keep hearing, you know, he's not going to make it. to a crowded wide receiver room. He's making. I would be, I would be shocked if he doesn't make the team. First of all, he reminds me of Jarvis Landry, <laughs> a little bigger. Yeah, and he catches. He he gets open. He catches things. Everything. is that that one pass down the sideline. I know that the touchdown was sweet. But it was first of all the throw was crazy, which we'll get to DTR. But the you know which one I'm talking about down the right sideline with yeah. the, the, where he got the ball in between the two yeah defenders.
4: the two defenders
3: yeah. Watkins almost like lulled the dude to sleep,
4: and then just like exploded into the gap yeah. to to get to the ball. What was on uh, the throne, wasn't it? Didn't he kind of like he kind of like came like he, he like fell into he the pound of the back? You no, know, he like went forward to it. Okay, well, I he thought it was the ball. Okay, so um, it was yeah, placed it was out serious. ahead of him a little. I mean, either way, the because I put a video out today, too, of all his catches from the other night. Yeah. Wow. The thing with, he had seven
5: catches yesterday, mm-hmm. and I I feel like he had 15.
4: Yeah. Um, oh, he had 14 targets. 139 yards on seven catches. I mean, how, how many, you, many guys, guys in the preseason are getting 14 targets? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the only guy Kellen Mond would throw the ball to. The only one um lakewood wide
3: receiver 94 says Watkins won championship in the usfl yeah i believe that was so that is that in the spring here yeah it was right here in canton i remember so now it's ringing a bell a little bit when they, i remember they signed a, a guy out of there he is um he's a stud yes he he's, a, he's a stud and i don't think he just has a chance to like barely make the team like i think he has i'm not saying he's gonna come out and Catch five hundred yards and a bunch of touchdowns this year. But if there's injuries, I'm hundred percent confident right now in him going in playing well. Sure, absolutely. Um, and if I if I'm looking at wide receivers who are going to make the team, I'm going Cooper, um, Moore, DPJ.
4: Um, what about David Bell? David Bell, Watkins Tillman, of course Tillman, Tillman, and um. Am I missing
3: anybody? That might be it. That might and then Goodwin, and Goodwin, if he's not hurt, Goodwin. If he's healthy, I don't.
5: Yeah, I, I, I think Goodwin's going to be on IR. I do too. I'm with if, you on
3: that. Um, like I don't think, I don't think just because you drafted him in the third, that doesn't mean Anthony Schwartz has to make the team. No. And um, I, I guess there's Jeremiah
4: Grant, which we Jakeem
3: Grant. I, huh? Jer- yeah. There's so there's Grant. Um. And everybody's talking about how he's an all-pro returner and stuff like that, which is nice. But I, I kind of saw something. I never really thought about it. And I don't know if teams would think about it like this, but there's the new rule in the NFL that you can fair catch anything now on a kickoff and you get the ball at the 25. So is an all-pro returner like that important? No. I can go back there and catch the kickoff and just wave my hand in the air and get the ball to twenty five
4: every time. No, and you I know if you're like, talking punt returning, DPJ showed last year he can do that. Uh, yeah, he's gotten a lot of that. and he's also he's also listed as a punt returner on the depth chart right now. So I don't think we're too worried about return man.
3: No, yeah. So I I understand the versatility of Grant, but I just I don't know you I. To me, I'm not keeping a guy who's not going to give you much in the receiving department just because he can return. We have other guys who can return. Maybe not as well as him, but that's... I mean, even if he's a great returner, what? He maybe returns one for a touchdown?
5: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like even the greatest aren't doing it all the time. Basically, yeah. The punt returning, catch the ball.
4: Can you just... Can you secure it, you know maybe get a couple yards or whatever just a little better field position you're not looking for anything crazy just don't muff it
5: yeah
3: um but no i think i think Watkins has clearly played himself onto this team
4: if he doesn't if he doesn't make the team and schwartz does then now i will start shifting my opinion of andrew barry a little bit you will because that's that's ridiculous there's night and day difference between those two guys it, I thought Anthony Schwartz last night like made a couple nice he catches. It, I, I made a note. I made a note uh, that like his first catch, it was a, a, a hands catch away from his body in traffic as he was getting hit. I'm like, what? He's never done that.
3: Well, uh-uh. yeah. Maybe, short, you know, maybe Schwartz will be good in five years. But I, I just, you know. I hear Wouldn't
5: that be like his eighth year in the league?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it took Gina Smith a long time to get good. Different positions. Yeah. Um grant is a tyree kill clone uh what's wrong with that well the the difference is is uh it just says grant, grant. yeah but he, he might be fast but if he was a tyree kill clone he'd be a uh, receiver
4: like actively not just an all pro return guy right if yeah, we think, couldn't like afford he's it. he's small fast and old yeah okay he's tyree kill
5: he wouldn't. He wouldn't be on the
4: Browns because we couldn't afford him if he was Tyree Kill. But correct. Hey, if we're gonna kind of stick here, like with the receiving options and stuff, I thought Tillman. I mean, he didn't play a ton last night or anything. He had two for what fifty, I believe, was his box score. But th- that catch on the first drive where he just kind of plucked it out of the air it was a perfect throw by DTR on his outside shoulder toward the sideline. Plucks it out of the air, body kind of like you know brackets the defender on his back. He's just big. He's big and he's physical and he just, and he's smooth.
3: I'm going to talk about the This Evan says he is a Pro Bowl returner. I'm going to get to it. He said, Oh, we just talked about that, but I'm not, I'm not cutting a guy like Watkins. So a guy who can return maybe one punt for a touchdown in a year to be on the team. He's too, he gives you absolutely nothing in the receiving department. No, nothing. He, that. he won't see, the, he'll never see the field as a receiver. So, um, no, Tillman, I thought Tillman looked great in the Jets game. I thought he didn't play as well in the commanders game. And then I thought last night he looked really good again. He looked he is he looks so big and so fast. Way bigger and faster than I, I even knew he was coming out of the draft. And he's a better route runner than I than I knew. He's not just a run straight high point guy. The dude can run routes. That double move he put on them last night to get open down the sideline
4: was nasty. It was Randy Moss, right, who came out and said that Tillman was the best receiver in this draft in his opinion or something like that? Somebody said something like that. I don't remember who it was.
3: Um, he, call me crazy, people have been bashing Andrew Barry for draft picks for some reason. Right now, in the preseason, the Browns might have ha- have the three or four biggest steals of the draft and the biggest undrafted
4: free agent signing. Maybe a couple of them. Ronnie Hickman is playing really well in the secondary and Mohammed Diabadi looks like we got us a linebacker. Not worried about oh, that man. position. We'll get to it, but yes. yeah, Andrew Barry's I'm making notes of making to to. Yeah, Barry's just grabbing guys left and right late in the draft, undrafted, that are just they're, they're making plays for this team. I mean, you can make the argument that DTR has been the most impressive rookie of the
3: preseason. And you can make the argument that Dewan Jones has been the most impressive rookie of the preseason. You can make the argument that Austin Watkins has been the most impressive
4: undrafted free agent guy or dead body. What about uh, um, Luke Whipler? Uh, you know, down the forward at center, like it just nothing. He's, he's doing so well. It's it's it, the the steals are crazy, and I mean you could almost consider Tillman a
3: steal. Yeah, third round. So the, so the draft is almost. This is at least right now early in their careers. This draft class looks crazy good. It's. I mean, it, and we talked about this coming into the year without having the the first-round pick again next year and with Deshaun's cap pick going to come in and yeah. we're not going to be able to afford to pay some of our veterans that we're going to need to hit on draft picks because we're going to need cheap talent. Talk about hitting a, a gradient slam.
4: I, I feel like our offensive line for the next five or six, seven years is kind of set. I mean – Dewan Jones, awesome. Luke Whipler looks like he'll be just fine. Um, I'm trying to think. The Oh, I mean, of course, we've got uh, Teller, who's going to be around probably for a little while. I'm trying to think of the other guard's name. Um, but yeah, Andrew Berry is building foundational pieces for the future right now. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, Rich Atkins, first of all, thank you for the $10. You guys don't have to donate to us. Obviously, we appreciate it, but please don't feel obligated. Uh, but we do appreciate your donation. He says, where do y'all think Harrison Bryan stands of right now? Is he hurt?
4: I haven't seen anything about him being hurt. I just I honestly think they're not playing starters, and I think he's... Uh, so, he's so he's just kind I of shooting in right now? Lock. I think he's a lock. Unless he's injured. If somebody knows something different about him, let me know. Um, no, yeah, I just, I haven't seen him,
3: which means he hasn't been playing and the only people not playing, if I mean, if he was fighting for a roster spot, he'd be out there, you know what I mean? So, um, I think he, I think he's
4: locked in to make the team for sure right now. We'll we'll see, but, um, Katie says that it's an illness. You know what? I did hear something about that. He's, he's sick or something. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, uh, Truth Senpai wants
3: to know if we already talked about the elephant in the room. I'm assuming it you did. mean in Cade York. Yes, we did. When we post this, this is an episode later. You have to go back and uh, watch the beginning. And Justin is trying to get his kids to sleep so he can join this. So we got the placeholder in there for him. If, if, he, if he is successful, uh, we're hoping to see him at some point tonight. Um, yeah, a lot of people are saying he's been out with an illness. Okay, uh, If that's the case, then who knows? Um, because I know they really obviously in Joku, Obviously, um, Jordan Akins, and um, uh, what's his name? Forrest or Forrestall or what? Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, he's look good. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. So, I've been trying to keep up with you guys, uh, at all the questions you've been asking. I saw one, um, I forget who asked, they said, What do we think about? Are we worried about Jerome Ford right now? Um, Talent-wise, I'm ex- just excited to see him get on the field. I'm a little bit worried in terms of his injury because it's a hamstring, right? Yes, <laughs> and and that's one of those things that can just linger forever if you're not careful. Um, so I don't, I don't want to see a season go down the like. Just don't rush back. You know, and do how comfortable do we feel? I know Felton's looked better; um, he's looked good in the preseason. We just talked about that. Do you feel comfortable going to the season with Chubb at one and
4: Felton at two and John Kelly at three? I, at this moment, after now, now, if you'd have asked me like three weeks ago, I'd have said hell no, not one bit. But after what I've seen this preseason, especially from Felton, we always knew John Kelly; he's a grinder. He can come in. He can do well enough. You know what I mean? He's not like a stud, but he's not a bad running back. And I also think that having Jordan Wilkins on the roster, I think is a little bit of one of those underrated signings. I think he's a competent running back that we don't need him to do anything crazy. We won't use him for a lot of snaps or a lot of carries, but if we need him to come in for a little bit here and there, I think he can, he can do it.
3: Um, I I know we're all excited for Ford to get to the, because I mean, I was excited for him Coming into this year, I think he's got a chance to have a really solid season behind Nick Chubb. I just hope the um, I just hope the the hamstring doesn't linger because that's one. If you try to rush back, you might feel great, and then you you come back sooner than you should, and three carries into the game, it tweaks again, and now I mean, ask uh, um what's his face from
4: Ohio State just went to the Seahawks. Oh, John. Jackson Smith and Jigba.
3: Yeah, ask him what ha- with hamstrings. You know, he tried to come back too early, cost him an entire season. He couldn't go back on the field. So just just play it smart and, and just don't rush back because th- that injury can suck. Um, Aaron Butler says, Josh, my man, i got two more moves for you. I know you were very interested early in the offseason. Here you are, corner Ronald Darby
4: and defensive end Jadavian Clowney. You mean the Jadavian? will junior- we'll add nobody I'm not but really. Browns didn't, didn't want anymore. I don't know why he thinks I was interested in the Ravens' offseason moves. I don't. I don't care what the Ravens do. They, <laughs> take Clowny. Are you kidding? Take him. You got him and Odell. Good job, old guys that are just coming for a paycheck and they're not going to give you squat. Cool. Yeah, you got. You got all the Browns scrapped. <laughs> you know. what I mean, you
3: got all guys the Browns didn't want anymore. Congratulations. Yeah. He was trying to. He was trying to to clown Deshaun for throwing three picks in practice the other day and i said first of all we're talking about practice second of all lamar has thrown four picks in a game before yeah and guess what game it was it was against the browns <laughs> so what, what are we talking about here like give me come on man yeah. like you're better than that you you know how to talk crap you're we've been doing it with you for a couple of years now you know you can do better
4: I know uh, sometimes he makes you know stuff I'm like oh that's not a bad point and then there's other times I'm like gosh come on man. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans Labor Day is right around the corner and the experts at Omaha Steaks are inviting you to celebrate summer's last hurrah with 50% off site-wide during their Labor Day sale. Go to omahasteaks.com right now enter code dogs D-A-W-G-S in the search bar to shop All of their exclusive Labor Day packages, like the Griller's Labor Day Feast. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. Plus, when you type code DOGS in the search bar, you will get eight free mouthwatering burgers and eight free gourmet jumbo franks with your order. You're going to want to hurry because this exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. Celebrate those last remaining summer cookouts with 50% off site-wide during the Omaha Steaks Labor Day sale. Remember, the only way to get this amazing deal is to head over to omahasteaks.com and or code DOGS in the search bar and get eight free Omaha Steak burgers and eight free gourmet jumbo franks with select packages, including that special Griller's Labor Day feast. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It is the best damn steak of your life. That's omahasteaks.com keyword DOGS in the search bar. See website for details.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
5: The sources source is saying that Blake Renickers is being brought in as a kicker. I think he's still using the same source that he used uh, that said Dewan Jones was no good. So, <laughs> Uh, i uh i am no i would be a terrible kicker there's some things i
3: could do on the football field like sit on the bench um i could i bet you'd be a good holder i could score water in people's mouths for them i could not kick the ball uh so some other things i had written down here i wanted to get to you kind of you mentioned him when we were talking about uh free agency and uh draft picks what do we make of this? D'Anthony Bell, Ronnie Hickman position battle right now. Do the Browns keep three or four safeties, and if if they're only keeping three, um, or who who who's the odd man out right now? Because I I get the sense that Bell and Hickman are kind of battling for a spot, but I also know that the
4: Browns are high on D'Anthony Bell. Okay, so I like them. So actually, before we started the show, uh, you were getting ready, and John was just asking me on PFF how many snaps did those guys play, Bell versus Hickman. So I had to look here. D'Anthony Bell played 63 snaps. He played free safety last night, okay? 63 snaps. Probably the whole game would be my guess because the next highest on here is Tanner McAllister. The UDF out of Ohio State played 52 snaps, and he played at strong safety. So those were your two main safeties last night, your starting safeties. Tanner McAllister at strong safety, and then you had D'Anthony Bell at free safety. Ronnie Hickman played free safety. He only played 14 snaps last night.
0: Yeah.
4: You gotta pick. You gotta pick. Oh, I think well, well, so almost, but, what what do you make of that? I make to me that says that they think D'Anthony Bell's probably the the guy because he's getting the most run out there. They want him to be the most get the most experience, get the most reps, be the most prepared for the season.
3: Mm, I don't
4: know. Uh, I take it as the guys who are playing late in preseason games don't usually make the team. And he played the whole game. That's the thing. Like he played from start to end. I know. I don't, well, uh, how many how many free safeties were active outside of Hickman and him? That's it. Those are only two that I see. The only other safety that played last night was Nate Meters. Played strong safety behind um, Tanner McAllister, and he only played six snaps. Okay,
3: so I, I, it's a, I don't know, it, it's going to be a tight battle. Obviously, we're huge Anthony Bell fans here. And I, I love the way he plays. He hits. He's all over the field. He makes tons of tackles. But ob- but um, interceptions pop. You know what I mean? And he's got three takeaways in the preseason. Um, I think – I don't know. It's going to be tight. Maybe they end up keeping both. But no. if you're going to keep seven wide receivers, I mean, there's only there's only so many places where you can stash an extra person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Um, and I don't think – D'Anthony Bell – I don't think D'Anthony Bell or Hickman would clear waivers. Like, I don't think either one of them would be practice squad players. Yeah. Mm. I think D'Anthony Bell has shown he's he's way too um, versatile, like in terms of special teams. And we saw in the Steelers game last year, crunch time, when they were driving down the field, he was in there on defense, you know? So, like, he's proven. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be a tight battle. I'm pulling for D'Anthony Bell. I know Hickman went to Ohio State, and I love Ohio State, but man, I I'm just a huge Anthony Bell fan. He's so I hope he I hope he wins that position battle where they keep both of them. Um, he's kind of Superman on special
5: teams. Like he's all over the place.
3: Yes, and and that's a big deal, especially you know obviously there there's an emphasis on special teams. We got rid of Prefer, brought it brought in Ventron. They weren't happy with the way it was going. So, um, like I said, I know the Browns like him. They're high on him. So I just uh, the the snap differential is just crazy. To to see him, he, I mean, he played the whole game. I can't believe Hickman only got 15 snaps.
4: Yeah, I it feels like he was out there more, but that's it. So I mean, I could see what you're saying. Like, are they are they reserving his snaps because they they want him on the team? They don't want him to get hurt, but at the same time, he's a U UDFA. Just he's a depth piece. Either way, these guys are depth piece at the position to start out at least, and. Why? Why wouldn't you let the guys that you want on the team get as much experience as possible to get ready for the season? That's the way I look at it.
3: Um, another guy we talked about a little bit, we mentioned, but how do you say his name? Is it Diabody? Yeah, Diabody. Diabody. This dude, holy! I gotta love this kid. Um, first of all, he, he forces a safety. Yeah, which we haven't even. The, I feel like that we're you know we're. Thirty or forty minutes into this thing, and we haven't talked about the quarterback yet. We haven't talked about just the defense in general. Um, so it tells you like how much good takeaways there were from last night. Yeah, uh, this guy causes a fumble or causes he forces a safety, makes tackles a guy ends up on Kenneth Gainwell by the way. So it's not like he brought down some scrub. The Eagles had their starting running backs in.
4: Yeah, they did.
3: You know, um, so before and then he forces a fumble. Yeah. Um, I think he had a sack or at
4: least like a big tackle for loss. You buy um, and not register a sack, at least not on the, the statute. Okay. The internet, but he did uh, have two of well, on the one. Okay. He, and he had like
5: six tackles
4: though. Yeah. This dude, this dude is everywhere. Yeah. He played actually, I mean, PFF breakdown. He had, uh, let's see. Fifteen snaps in on run defense, seven on pass rush, and he dropped twenty nine times into coverage. So the dude can play all the, the the things that the Browns want their linebackers to be able to do. He he can do them all. Hey Hickman left with a concussion. That's why he
3: only played fifteen snaps. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. About that. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate that. We appreciate your support. Um, no, the the he. I feel like we've found a guy who can play linebacker. And yes, how
4: nice. And then just how nice is this defense, man? They've got that nasty to them. And these are the backups yes. and I can tell just watching the game I'm like, "Hey, our defense has the nasty finally. It's been so long." It is so attacking and in your face our D line. Mo Hurst looks awesome. I love him. Mar- I've loved him since we signed him. He's one of my favorite signings this offseason. Under the radar if he guy. Can stay healthy. Talk about another find. Yeah. Like, Wasn't he a high draft pick at one point? I think he was actually like a fifth round pick. If I'm not fifth. wrong, but he he came out his rookie season. He was either third or fifth. I can't remember. Okay, but he he led out the first couple good. years in in Oakland. Um, he looks crazy good. The the defense in general is if fl- we're
3: flying around. We're stopping the run. I mean, it is, it's is—it's night and day. Jim Schwartz, I, if I ever have another child and it's a boy, I'll name him Jim Schwartz Rennecker. That's how strongly I feel about Jim Schwartz right now because um, he's completely – the funniest thing I saw on the internet after last night's game was what I learned about this game is that um, Joe Woods is a war criminal. <laughs> Because yeah, <laughs> you what know, he did to our defense and what, and then somebody said thoughts and prayers with the Saints. So, um, it's night and day. Obviously, I know the defensive line is better, and that's gonna affect the game a lot. Like if you can get pressure on the quarterback, but man, it's Miles hasn't even played a snap. You know, we have yet to, we have yet to see Miles, Dalvin Tomlinson um shelby harris shelby harris eats the a Derry Derry smith on the field at the same time mm.
4: <gasps> i just those are good it names man yeah. fine.
3: Um, it is gonna be fun. um the defense is great i cannot
4: wait for week one to to see this defense like in full full start well and then i mean Oboe, Maurice Hurst, like you mentioned, Siaki Ika, these guys are going to be rotating in. I mean, Isaiah McGuire, Isaiah Thomas, these guys, when they're back and healthy, I mean, or Alex Wright, you know what, oh my gosh. Opposing quarterbacks are going to have nightmares. You, you or Jason
3: Kelsey come out and said that our defensive line is elite. Uh, I mean, I don't take, Jason Kelsey's a Hall of Fame, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, at center. Uh, and he said, Our defensive line is unreal. That's uh, the, that's basically what he was, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. that, that's basically what he said uh, after the two day practices with them.
4: DF just clarified my confusion. He was a fifth round pick, like I thought. He had pre draft issues. He was supposed to be like a second round pick. So that's why I was confused between fifth or kind of early pick. So, I mean, so he's, uh, he's, he's an early round talent. Oh, man, I'm loving this uh, live chat right now. Yeah, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you. This is great.
3: Uh, so we've come all this way. We haven't even talked about the quarterback yet. I think it's time we should probably talk about DTR. Yeah. Um, I I was excited that he was getting the start. He got to play the whole half. Completion percentage, maybe not where you wanted it, but, man, just like the eye test, like we talk about at times, the, the guy just looks so calm and poised. He doesn't have. I mean, we watched our last quarterback, third year, fourth year in the league, happy feet, just double pumping on the ball. Not, you know what I mean. And yep. DTR, DTR just looks like an NFL quarterback. He takes the. He just calm. It's it's instinctual to him. He's not thinking too much. He has pocket presence. If it starts to break down, he moves around a little bit. Um, he's more accurate than I thought. I I think some of the he had a couple drops last night. And I know he's playing against backups, but he's also playing with backups. Right. So, um, I think he looks. He I think he's he's earned QB two in my opinion. I don't like, know if they'll do that. I don't know if they will because that that QB two spot. I mean, that means he's going in if Deshaun gets injured. Knock on wood. And do they want to give the keys to the car to the to the rookie? but he's he's been arguably the most impressive quarterback on the roster in the previous season game so far. What I like
4: about what I like about DTR is the I'm trying to think how I want to word this. Like his his mentality, his swagger on the field. He's not a cocky kid, but you can tell he's confident in what he's doing and the, the he's got some dog in him. When he goes out there and he's block, he's throwing blocks to try to spring receivers and running backs and he's getting in guys face and he's just not it's like he's not afraid. Nothing's too big for him. He's not afraid. He doesn't back down from anything. If he doesn't like what he sees, he knows how to go through his reads. He knows what he wants to do with the ball. He knows how to escape pressure, like he said, and and make a play with his legs. Man, is he good. Um, he, this said is he hasn't thrown any deep balls though, has he? He threw a couple deep balls last
3: night. One down the sidelines, the Watkins, the one to, uh, to Cedric Tillman, Tillman, both nice deep. The one to Watkins up the sideline—that's an NFL. I mean, he put that a bit just—he got it past the players. corner before the safety could get there. It was beautiful throw. Um, he just looks—he just looks poised. You know what I mean? Like just like you said, the moment's not too big. And I think he's—he's he's got great leadership qualities. Like yes. he—they they talked about it um, in the game last night after John Ke- Kelly fumbled in the opening drive, which, by the way, was an intimate, insanely good drive by DTR. We were backed up in our own end zone, third and longs, a couple of them, and he just, big throw after big throw. Um, he was the first guy to John Kelly to go console him and talk to him like, hey, you know, it's all right. Um, he just he just seems like he kind of has a little bit of it. And, I mean, he could be the QB of the future, hopefully not for at least five years. But, um like he could be, he could be our Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying I'm not putting him on that trajectory,
4: you know what I mean. But he's the guy who sits there, learns, he, just he continues he, to hone his craft and get better. Yeah.
3: Yep. And then when Deshaun's contract is up or whatever, if we feel he's, you know what I mean, like, um. So I, he's a, he's been nothing but a steal. He you can, he's probably been the most
4: impressive rookie quarterback in the preseason. I would have to agree. Now, of course, the other guys only got you know, a drive or two or a quarter or a little bit in one game. We've got the extra game to look at. The other guys haven't played yet this weekend, so we'll see how they look. But I just don't I can't imagine anybody, I don't care if you were picked first, second, or fourth, you're not gonna compare to what DTR is doing right now.
3: Uh just a little bit in this chat, Devontae Travis said all the talent the Ravens have for years and one ring to show for it since two thousand ten. That's crazy, which is super funny. And then Aaron Butler said <laughs> Ravens cheated out of the ring in 2011, 2012. Should have went back. Back Patriots and refs cheated us. You are talking to the wrong fan base yeah. about bad calls and refs. Don't don't come to this chat or this show and talk about the refs. There hasn't been a fan base that has been screwed over by the officials more than the Cleveland Browns. I mean, look, Bottlegate. Go back. Just go back and watch what caused bottle gate and then never talk to me about the refs again watch the <laughs> watch the divisional round just two years ago was it two years ago three yeah. years ago that hit that's on one. Higgins cost us a chance of the AFC championship game
4: we had the momentum. Ah, so we did we were going to score a touchdown yep
3: yeah so miss me with the refs thing I don't I don't want to hear it. If, were, it if you were if you were so good you would have overcome it that's what I that's what I always hear don't let the rest dictate it. If you were better, blah, 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 blah. so I don't want to hear that.
4: That was the 2021 playoffs, but it was a 2020 season. Yeah.
3: So um, another guy I think we need to talk about, obviously, we talked about DTR and we've we mentioned them a little bit, is Dewan Jones. Hmm. Um, if it wasn't for DTR and Tillman and Watkins, this guy would be the runaway favorite for Steel of the Draft.
4: Yeah. Um, Do you have that uh, stat I sent you?
3: Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. So, DeJuan Jones this season, 111 passing block snaps, zero sacks allowed, only two pressures, PFF's highest graded Browns pass blocker, minimum 50 snaps. Apparently, he was receiving a significant amount of starting reps by the end of the Browns joint practice with the Eagles. That's awesome. I, I, I kind of posed this question, and I don't, I don't even know if I believe it. I'm just asking the question: Is he is he that good? Is he so good? Like, is Conklin gonna be gone before? I don't know about this year, but just extended him. That's yeah, funny. but like, they, there's no way they knew they were gonna get this guy. And he's right, gonna be this good, right? You know what I mean? Like, do, does he get offered up his trade bait? I don't know. I mean, is Dewan is Jones ready to be your right
4: tackle over a season in which you think you have a chance to go win at all? So, do they want to do that? I specifically watched Dewan Jones on many plays during the game when I was watching. I just wanted to see his effort and everything because you see his stats. And it's like, I don't really pay a lot of attention to right tackle every play. I'm watching quarterbacks and stuff like that. The, the guys, it doesn't matter who's rushing him. And he was going against, like, what is it, Nolan Smith? And, and, you know, in practice, it was Brandon Graham, you know, legit edge rushers. And he's, he takes on the contact and he beats, he bullies these guys the whole way through the whistle. Like he doesn't let up. He's, he's pushing, he's shoving, he's blocking his butt off the whole time. It's kind of the opposite. It's like what you wish you could see out of Wills is what you're getting out of DeWan Jones. Definitely the effort side of things.
3: I wish he was a left tackle. God, I wish he was a left tackle. Um,
4: do you have any of his run blocking stats? Obviously, he's been graded against. Yeah. So, run blocking stats, as as far as like PFF, there's not a whole lot to to rate here. It says he blocked on 15 run blocking snaps. Okay, he had 100% run blocking percentage, which all of our linemen did. He had a 72.6 run blocking grade, which was third on. Our offensive line last night.
3: So it's not. So it's not like he's one dimensional right now. He's not no. the highest graded pass r- blocking tackle, but his run blocking grade is forty.
4: You know, like he's he's a well rounded right. guy. It looks like his run block grade on zone run plays was fifty nine point one, so low, lower. But his run block ga- grade on the gap run plays was seventy seven point two. So he's a the, rookie. The, the,
3: he's got places. He's got to work. I think I think Conklin's safe this year, as long. I mean, you
4: know, somebody said he's hurt. Is he hurt right now? I didn't know he's hurt. I didn't hear anything about Conklin, unless it was like a little thing in camp. And my, I think I think Conklin and Garrett were mentioned in the same
5: notification on the Browns' app about leaving practice. I don't think it's major. So
4: here's the thing with Conklin that I just looked up his contract situation. So his cap hit this year. Million. What's that? Conklin has a big contract. He does so. This year's cap hit is only seven point seven million, but his dead cap is almost twenty nine million. So he's not going anywhere this year. <laughs> next year's cap hit is thirteen million, and his dead cap is still twenty two. So I don't think he's so going he's, anywhere next year. The the, no. the first time we can actually get out is after twenty or twenty five, whenever we could save five million if we let him go. So he's, he's not, which, in my opinion, is
3: not a terrible thing. He's a you know he's. Played at a Pro Bowl level before, yeah. all pro level before, gives Dewan Jones plenty of time with Bill Callahan to then come in and be an all pro right tackle. And
4: yeah, and if they can try him
3: over at left, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Notice, Conklin is in concussion protocol. I didn't know that. I guess I didn't get a lot of time to, you know, um check on things before we got on here. I I too had to do bedtime tonight with my child. I just, I had more luck than Justin's having. Um, Is there any, what have we missed on? Have we, have we missed talking about anybody? Chat, have we missed talking about
4: any? Yeah. uh, Anybody? Because we'll probably shoot to wrap this thing up here round 10. So if you guys want us to talk about anybody else specifically, let us know. Um, The only thing, like if we want to say, I, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of bad. There was a little bit of ugly here and there. I would just say a little, a little more ugly was I felt like, Trey Sermon especially got to kind of assert himself a little bit in the run game. That that run that he had for a touchdown. I feel like we had a couple guys out of position, missed a, you know some tackles, some lanes. But at what point though, like that was pretty.
3: I mean, that was third quarter.
4: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I, mean, I it,
3: and we, we know like how to, good we know how good Trey Sermon is. I would say talent wise, he's probably the most talented guy on the field at the point. True. You know what I mean? Like he that dude, not a lot of guys on the field were probably as talented as Trey Serving at that point. Yeah. Um yeah. I actually remember I remember I watched that play because uh D'Anthony Bell was the one trailing him into the end zone. And I thought maybe DeAnthony Bell was out of position. So I rewound it to watch it because I've been watching him like a hot because I want him to make the team. Uh right. he actually did I mean he did what he was supposed to do. He went in, he took a block, forced trade, cut it up in. There's just no help inside. Um so uh it says I would yeah, I guess we can kind of talk about this real quick while we're getting how much do you want to see Starters then next week against the Chiefs?
5: Oh, they did you watch the Deshaun interview halfway through the game? Uh it was kind of quiet because okay. was, but dude, they asked him if he wanted to play and he said yes. Um so man, I don't want to see Miles. Well, I did want to see him, but I want to see the. Desha- I want to see Deshaun. Pretty much is the only starter I really really care about seeing, um, just for like a drive. Um, I don't think we need to put Amari Cooper in there either. I would have seen some Deshaun to Watkins.
4: I'd love to see that for the first possession or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Watson out there with Watkins, Tillman, Bell, and just kind of see how that chemistry is looking. Because we, yeah, like you said, Cooper's going to be fine. We know Elijah Moore is going to be fine. Uh, DPJ is going to be fine. We're not worried about those guys. And I Nick Chubb better not touch that field. Is that
3: Gage H- H- Tucker in the H- chat? Tucker in the chat. Gage, buddy. We miss you.
4: Where you been, buddy? Yeah. I, we yeah. heard from you. Yeah. Um so uh so real quick, somebody asked about Rodney McLeod. Yes, he played 16 snaps at free safety against Washington last week. At a 10. Okay.
3: When we when we go back to uh, starters. Are are you worried about the offense at all? I guess there's my my thoughts was the one game the starters played on offense, the offense looked good. And we but didn't I, even I guess, have Nick Chubb. Oh, no, we didn't have Nick Chubb, we didn't have Joel Wattania, we didn't have Amari Cooper, but there's We're been the there's been talks out of like the, especially the joint practices with the Eagles that the passing game has left a lot to be desired, especially when it's um from the pocket. Like obviously Deshaun can improvise and stuff like that. Um but are you worried is it because we're being vanilla or are you are you worried about the offense at all?
4: I'm not worried about the offense at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was I was reading the chat too.
5: Aaron Butler is an AI <laughs> he's like the prototype for janet cpt <laughs> um
4: you're not worried at all no about our offense yeah in terms of what i, I did miss your question a little i guess bit. it did just the passing game has left a lot to be desired no because again preseason Vanilla, we're not showing anything in the yeah, but I'm not talking about practice. I'm talking, I'm not talking about the games. I'm talking about practice. I guess it's not in practice. It's not looking that. That was one report that just came out the other day. I saw that too, where they said Deshaun Watson's been unimpressive, which I just immediately dismissed as BS because everything we've heard from everybody else all offseason or preseason has been he looks great in practice and the videos he looks great. So I just don't. I saw that one report and I thought, where did this come from?
3: Yeah, I was. I get I mean, he threw three picks. I guess to the same guy, like three plays in a row. And maybe he was
4: just uh, trying stuff. You know, I. I don't know. If it happens in a game, I'll be worried. I'm not worried right now.
5: No, I'm. I'm with. I'm kind of with you, Josh. But man, I'm always a little bit worried yes. that the Browns are gonna brown. I would. I would
3: like to see. I'm not saying he's got to play a lot, but I, but I would like. I would like to see Deshaun. In some of the offense, kind of like the Commanders game, and if you want to leave Chubb out and Batonio out and Cooper out, that's fine. But I would like to see kind of that same starting offense from the Commanders game get like maybe a quarter.
4: I wouldn't hate the I wouldn't hate that,
3: just because I, I just I want to I want to see I want to make sure it's real before the the preseason. Let's get the kinks out um or before the regular season and i if i don't know who the chiefs are going to start but if the chiefs are going to play a lot of their starters for since it's the last preseason game i kind of hope our defense plays like a lot of starters um because the defense has been dominant so far in the preseason but i want to see it up against you know the super bowl winning offense so i i kind of i i obviously i don't want to get any injuries but i think john said this if you. If you get hurt in, like, the five snaps you played in the preseason, how long were you going to make it in the regular season anyways?
5: Um, you're ahead. I, I
3: would like to see them play a little bit. Um, somebody said, do you think the Browns
4: will be uh, looking to make moves after roster cutdowns from guys cut from other teams? I think they're always looking to make moves, but at the same time, I think we've got our own situation, like – the guys that make the cut for our first 53-man are going to be – it's going to be a hard decision.
3: No, I, I think teams are going to be watching the Browns. Somebody did say that we should be watching the uh, the Eagles running back situation come cut day because they got kind of a lot of like good running backs. And depending on Ford's health, that's not a bad idea.
5: Oh, Gage left a comment. So, yeah, when you were talking about receivers, you forgot to mention Darden.
3: Yeah. So he's got uh, Amari, DPJ, Moore, Watkins, Darden, Belt, Tillman. Yeah, I agree with that. That's list. I agree. So then, do you? What is this new role with quarterbacks? How many quarterbacks do we keep on the active ros-
4: roster? Two or three? Three. So you can you you have three, but only two, I believe, count against the actual. 53, and then the third is like an emergency QB or whatever. You can never play unless both of your other ones are hurt, right? Something like that, yeah. And like, then
3: if, if the way I took it then is if like say one goes out with a real injury and then the other one gets his bell rung and comes out for like three plays, once he's good to go back in again, he has to come back in and the other guy has to leave. Like yeah. He's literally only there for an emergency. And this is just because they don't want to see like what happened to the Niners last year. Correct. Um. So if that's the case, then are you aware we? me? What you think? It's obviously going to be Watson, and then Dobbs and DTR,
4: Monks gone. Practice squad. Yeah. He's, yeah. I would imagine he would, he I'd, would he'd on the practice squad. He does a lot of, you know, he can, he's not a, t- let's put it this way. He's not a absolutely nothing quarterback. He's just, he's, I think he's a good practice squad quarterback.
3: Yeah. I, cause I think he's pretty close to a nothing
4: quarterback, <laughs> to be honest. Well, but, maybe that's being mean. Well, I mean, um, I did say practice squad.
3: Yes. Uh, no, so the biggest question, Mark would then be, who will be the number two quarterback? Um, I would look to move Conklin and Harrison Bryant. Well, we dare to, uh, maybe it was before you got on. We can't afford to move Conklin this year or next year. His dead cap hit is crazy. astronomical. Yes. Um, so, well, it's it's we're a little over an hour now.
4: It's ten o'clock. Uh, did we want to wrap this thing up? I think so. I just want to honorable mention uh, Tony Fields again last night. I, th- I think our linebacker situation is fine. I know that a lot of fans are freaking out. You know, We need to bring in a linebacker. We need to sign somebody. They throw out a lot of names. With with the development of Diabati and Tony Fields, I feel, has definitely taken a step forward. I think we're okay. At least to start the season. Now, if we get more injuries, of course, we got to do something. But I think we're okay to start. I agree. I agree.
3: Um all right. Well we're gonna wrap this thing up. You appreciate everybody. You guys are awesome. Yes, best podcast fiends in the world uh joining us on a Friday night. You guys, anytime we do a live, you guys always show out for us. Um we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for keeping the we come into these lives a lot of times with like a very bare bones skeleton idea of what we're going to talk about and then we're just kind of like well, hopefully the chat's going that way we get more ideas and you guys never disappoint so uh, we appreciate you guys watching and contributing to the show anybody who donated or became a member um, we appreciate all you guys uh, helping us out watching this show Uh, again before we get out of here remember if you want to play fantasy football with us this year the cutoff is Sunday I think we need five more people so if you want to play fantasy football with us head to jointhedogs.com uh, join that dog pack. We'll send you a me- Everybody who joins gets a, a message right away. We'll send you the code for the Discord, and we'll send you the code for Fantasy Football so you can jump on and register for a league. You don't want to miss out. We give away a ton of free merch when we do the Fantasy Leagues. There's going to be four leagues this year, plus a Dynasty League, plus we do an overall champion of all the leagues. So it's a ton of fun for everybody. A lot of the people in this Chatter Dog Pack members They can attest to how fun it is being in the Discord, especially come game days. It's just hundreds of messages. It's just like being at a bar, watching a Browns game. It's so much fun. Um, So again, thank you guys for being here. Play fantasy football with us. Uh, And we will see you guys sometime this week. When does the uh, fantasy football episode come out?
4: Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. So Sunday, we did an interview uh, the other day with Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds. Rich is a he's a huge Browns fan, so he came on the show. We were talking Browns players in fantasy football and just getting his overall perspective on the Browns in general this year and then from a fantasy football perspective, too. It was awesome. You guys are going to love it. So that comes out Sunday.
3: Yep. So if you guys are going to play fantasy football or you just like hearing other people's opinions, of the Browns, make sure you guys check that one out. It's a, it was a really fun episode to do. Uh, so once again, thank you guys for being here. Have a good safe Friday night. Have a good weekend. We will see you guys
2: uh, sometime this week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dog's Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dog's Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.